I'm Michelle, certified personal trainer and certified nutrition coach. And I'm Marissa, and I'm a certified nutrition coach and group fitness instructor. And this is the Strong and Simple Podcast. We're tackling the latest fads, trends, and hot topics in the nutrition, wellness, and fitness industries using science and conversation to bust myths and give you the information you need to navigate the bullshit. Tune in for your twice a week truth bombs every Tuesday and Friday. Hey, everybody. It is Michelle from the Strong and Simple Podcast. Hope that you are feeling well today as we head into the most wonderful and magical time of the year. Um, That being said, this holiday season that tends to fall between this end of November and the new year, this holiday season, while it is filled with lots of joy and memory making and merry making, it also can come with a ton of stress, anxiety, right? All these things that um, spending more time with family, uh, spending more time with friends, having a much busier social calendar than perhaps you're used to, especially coming off of two years of being in the pandemic with lots of spikes with COVID-19, right? Um, people really laying low in 2020 and 2021, but um, we're trying to play catch up, right? And we have a lot of things that we want to do and a lot of people that we want to see. And <clears throat> while these are all fun and exciting, um, can also leave us feeling really exhausted and even stressed about the amount of things we have to do. Um, and so if you are already kind of feeling away about this and about the season, um, and it feels maybe worse than it felt before or in years past, know that you're not alone because, It's really hard to kind of be getting back into the swing of things and back out into the world and after two years of it not being super normal, right? Um, So just know that you're not alone with this. So what I want to talk to you about today is five ways to stay consistent with your fitness routine, with your training routine, with your workout routine, however you want to call it. And if you are somebody who is working out for general well-being, um, you love strength training or you do it because you know it's good for you, um, this this advice is going to be different um, and directed more towards that general overall well-being folks, more so than if you are an athlete who is actively, especially if you're actively training for, let's say, a marathon or a powerlifting competition, right? This, my advice for you, while would have similar trends um, and patterns, would be a little bit different. So take that um, with a little grain of salt while we're uh, talking about these five tips I have for everyday people who are working out strength training and or cardio for general well-being. 
this time of year because we tend to be much more busy. We have more things happening social-wise. We have events that we want to go and do. Um, We have holiday shopping that maybe we need to go out and do, decorating the tree, things like that. All of these things are not part of our normal everyday to-do list, right? And these now get added onto our everyday to-do list. And if you are a caregiver, if you're a parent or a caregiver, if you are a caregiver for your parents, um, this means also events at, um, you know, your child's school or medical appointments for your parents. Like those things just seem to really add up in this month that we're heading into, right? So if you are feeling anxious because you're like, oh, I've been so consistent with my workouts and now I'm going to be so busy and I want you to first just take a deep breath. And I know I say that a lot on this on this uh, podcast because it's true. Um, you know, first of all, if you are already very consistent with your routine, a few weeks of being not so consistent is not going to ruin all your gains, right? It's just not. It's actually, especially if you've been training fairly hard and you've been training pretty consistently, a few weeks even off completely is not going to destroy all of the hard work that you've already been putting in um, into your gains. And when you get back into it, you might have to, you know, take your weight down a little bit, take your reps down a little bit, take that intensity down a little bit, but it's going to come back. Our bodies are really cool like that, right? So if you need a little vacation from working out, from training during the holiday season, first of all, you do you and you do what you need to do, especially if trying to find time for your workouts is causing more stress. Um, it's just not worth it um, for the couple of weeks, right? So show yourself some compassion and kindness. But that kind of leads us into my first piece of advice for you, and that is to be realistic with your training. When we are setting goals for ourselves, so some of you might know I am also a special education teacher, um, and I write a lot of goals for and with a lot of students. And the biggest thing in goal writing is you want your goals to be challenging, but you want them to be achievable. We have this comfort zone, we have a stretch zone, and then we have the like, holy shit, this is too hard zone. And when we're goal setting, we really want to try to find ourselves in that stretch zone. So during the holiday season with our fitness, thinking about just maybe being just over the comfort zone, just into the stretch zone, really trying to stay away from that holy shit, this is too hard zone, because that's just going to lead to frustration. And that holy shit, this is too hard zone might mean time, 
right? Or how many training sessions you do or how long your training sessions are. So being really realistic with what your training currently looks like, this is probably for many people, not the best time to go from no days of training to six days a week of training. Um, I mean, there are some people out there, like obviously not all advice <laughs> applies to all people all the time. Um, but this season, if you're already feeling like your calendar is filling up really fast and you're already feeling a little bit more fatigued than usual, um, this is not the time to necessarily, even if you've been consistently training for three days a week, to be like, now I'm going to start training for five days a week. Maybe that's a shift you make after the holidays when your time kind of opens up again. So really being realistic with what your goals are for these four or five weeks and how achievable are they and how challenging are they, right? And trying to find that balance. And this might mean that your goal during the holiday season is to stay like at a maintenance level, to just keep consistent. This might look like coming home from work each day, putting on your whatever you wear to work out and doing 10 minutes of a workout, right? You're still keeping in the habit. You're staying consistent of that mindset of training, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you are, you know, upping the ante or the resistance or the time or any of those other variables during your training. So being realistic with your goal setting and what, what are you hoping to achieve is, are you going for a new PR with your deadlifts? Are you like almost there and you want to make sure, or you're really like, you want to do this before 2023. If that's a really important goal to you and you've been already consistently working towards that, I think that you can still manage that right? But be realistic with yourself of what the rest of your time and life is looking like and how much time you're then going to have in the gym to be working towards that goal, okay? So just be realistic with yourself so that you are setting yourself up for success and positive experiences while you're working towards that goal um, and not feeling kind of shitty, right? When you're or like feeling guilty or any sort of shame that can come around like, oh, well, I said I was going to do this four days a week, but I only made it out to the, I only made it out to the gym. I'm doing air quotes here two times this week, right? We want to set ourselves up to be successful with our habits and our goals. So keeping that at kind of the forefront and the top of this, everything else kind of falls into like how we can support that goal being realistic. And one of the things you want to do is plan. Yep. Take out your calendar. I find paper and pencil calendars to be really useful. And you can like actually print these off of like the internet for free or just like draw boxes on a piece of paper, depending on how, you know, artistic you are or whatever. Um, or if you have a planner, right? Looking at that calendar having the different social events that are going on, having um, any like longer work days. This is also a time of year when a lot of 
businesses are, this is, this is it. This is the end of the year, right? So if you, especially if you work in retail, you're probably working longer hours. If you work in finances or taxes or things like that, you're starting to gear up for the end of the year stuff that happens, right? Um, if you own a business, you're like starting to be like, all right, then I want to make sure my spreadsheets, my P&L sheets are up to date or ready to go for January 1st. So I'm ready to roll into 2023, right? So by like, there's all the other stuff in addition to the holidays that happens this month that adds to having less time for other things. So looking at your calendar, again, keeping that mindset of being realistic, <clears throat> Then look for the areas of opportunity when you can do your training sessions, your workouts, your movement sessions, whatever we're calling them, right? And looking at, all right, this week I have Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. After school, this is me personally, after school I don't have, I'm not, and I don't have any one-on-one -on -one clients until the evening on those days. My opportunity for training is between 4 and 5.30 on Monday, Wednesday, Friday this month. So I'm going to put it on my calendar, and that's my date to myself. Those are my three days that I'm going to aim to do my strength sessions. I'm also prioritizing strength over a daily walk because I do, through my job and just like my life, I tend to hit at least 5,000 steps a day um, without having to think too much about it. So it's not really hard for me to get in that 5,000 to 7,500 steps a day range. So for me, adding a half hour walk in, that's something that I, it's nice. You know, I love walking. It's super beneficial, but that kind of gets put on the back burner when I have, um, time constraints. So my strength sessions become the priority. And then I look at, okay, so now I have Saturdays and Sundays when I can do a yoga session in the morning and or a high intensity interval training bike ride. These are great. These are supplemental for me right now to my priority part of my training, which are my three full body strength sessions a week. All right. So that's kind of how I would look. I'm keeping realistic. I'm super busy right now, but I have these pockets of opportunity three afternoons a week to get those strength sessions in. And then I have some other areas where if I'm feeling energized or feeling up to it, and even if I'm not like for the yoga I can do a restorative yoga session and that might be what I need that day, right? So I plug those in knowing that they're there, but they're supplemental for me. They're complementing my strength training. If you are a runner, perhaps your running schedule is what is your priority sessions during your week. And then, you know, you really should keep up with that strength training. Um, but perhaps you have three days of running and you have two lower body strength sessions to make sure we're keeping those glutes strong, making sure we're keeping our quads strong, our core strong, that sort of stuff. So you're being realistic with your time and you are using that realism to help you plan and plot out your weeks. And this might be overwhelming to do from a month 
overview. So start and just do it the week ahead of time, right? Now, that being said, so we're keeping it, we're keeping it real. We are planning, right? Trying to set out our plan. And then this might also mean that we are then going to either simplify and or shorten our sessions. So for me, my example, I'm using myself, I have three days a week when I can get three longer strength sessions in. However, there's other times when I might only have 30 minutes to do some movement. So that week, I might actually have, instead of three 60-minute sessions, I might do five 30-minute sessions. And being okay with that, prioritizing my big lifts, the deadlift, the squat, the bench press, and then doing those on, maybe doing deadlifts on one day, <clears throat> squats on another, the heavy ones, and then doing some of the supplemental um, work that is also very important to being stronger in these bigger lifts, right? Um, the lateral lunges, the step-ups, things like that, those then go on other days. So now I have a few shorter workouts spread throughout the week as opposed to longer sessions, which can feel really, really, oh shit, this is too hard. I don't have 60 minutes, but you might have 30. You might have 20. You might have 15. And fitness snacks, like five, 10 minutes throughout the day. So maybe you have 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes at lunch, 10 minutes in the afternoon or evenings. Those three 10-minute chunks of time, those little snacks throughout the day, they add up to 30 minutes total of movement for your day. You are benefiting your overall well-being, right? So those count. So this was an example. So those I kind of blended. I had keep it simple <clears throat> and keep it short. They kind of just like go hand in hand because sometimes by simplifying things, Taking out what are like the big ideas, the main ideas, and taking the details out for now while you're shorter on time, you're simplifying, you're hitting all of the major body parts that you need to hit. This is only for a short period of time too. I'm not talking about only deadlifting for like the rest of your life. That's going to create some muscle imbalances. It is. <laughs> If you've been here for a while, you know I would just deadlift all day, every day, and do nothing else. Um, but I do know that I need to do other things in order to keep balanced and so I can keep making progress with my deadlifts, right? So we're making our goals for this season realistic. We're being real, keeping it real. We are planning by looking for areas of opportunity to put movement into our day and recognizing by being realistic that that movement might look different. Those sessions might look different this month than they typically do because we're keeping them shorter and or simplifying them. Taking the big rocks, the main idea, the meat and potatoes, right? And then everything else can kind of sift in when we have 
pockets of other opportunity to get things in. This leads me to number five, which I think is one of the most important parts of this when we are thinking about keeping consistent and with uh, keeping consistent with our fitness training, movement, workouts, whatever, um, during the holidays is to have fun, have fun. We want, and I, I think I've talked before about, um, and definitely when we had Barb on the podcast, um, back last February and Barb's, you know, big, you know, um, signature program is the Joyful Movement Project. And when we're talking about joyful movement, we are looking for movement that is enhancing our lives, that is bringing joy to us. And this doesn't mean, because then there's a lot of pushback from, especially from the bros. Well, if you're like, if joyful movement, you're just like rolling around on the floor. First of all, rolling on the, rolling around on the floor is really great for our nervous system. But two, feeling joyful might mean a that you just completed an, a really hard hill run, right? Maybe you're training for a 5K and you've added some hill repeats into your training and like you just accomplished a split in a time that you haven't done. Or maybe you just bench pressed a new weight for you and this is really exciting. This is something you've been working for. That's joyful. Just because something's joyful doesn't mean it's not challenging. So anyways, I just want to put that out there. But during the holidays, when there is a lot of other stress in our lives, when we're looking for movement to be a de-stressor, a stress reliever, we want something to be bringing us joy. So when you are realistically planning and adapting your sessions, keeping them shorter and or simpler for this time of year, remember to keep the parts of your training that bring you joy. If you love sprinting, keep your sprint day in. If you love your long run, make sure you are trying to find that day, that opportunity for your long run. If you love walking lunges, more power to you. Um, like those will always be the first thing I cut out of my workout. But anyways, that's why I also have a coach who programs for me. But if you love walking lunges, make sure you incorporate walking lunges into your training program. And if you're working with a coach who is programming for you, Make sure you let them know that. And a good coach is going to take all of this into consideration for you, right? There's also a lot of fun, like challenges or, I know I keep going back to running. Running is super on my brain. It's not something I've done in like a year, but um, maybe I'm, maybe this is a, the universe telling me I should start running again. But anyways, if you are, there's like a lot of really fun, like holiday 5Ks, that happen this month. Um, I like to do what I call the hundred swings a day for the holidays. Little, um, I call it a challenge, but it's something that I've done over the past couple of years. And it it's kind of an anchor. And sometimes those hundred swings take me five minutes. 
Sometimes they are added on to the end of a workout. And sometimes that's the one thing I do for movement during the day. And it really helps me anchor myself during the holidays. So if anybody wants to join me in a hundred swings a day for the holidays, um, you know, just join in the fun, just use a little hashtag at the beginning of that tag me in your, in your, um, in your videos on the gram or on Facebook, if you would like, I would love to see how you're doing. And for swings, that could also mean sometimes I'm doing a, I'm doing snatches. Sometimes I'm practicing cleans. Sometimes um, I'm doing two-handed swings. Sometimes I'm doing single arm swings. So it could really mean anything and you can make it whatever you want. It's just a fun way to add that consistency in. So overall, when you are aiming to be consistent during the holidays, first tip, be realistic, okay? Your movement should be helping you de-stress, not increase stress. Two, have a plan. Look for areas of opportunity for you to get your movement in, knowing that you might need to three, simplify, and or four, shorten your workouts to make them work for you. Your sessions might look differently this time of year than they do another time, and that is fine. It actually might be really beneficial for you. Um, and most importantly, five, have fun. Try a new class somewhere. Try, um, there's lots of charity types of things that happen this time of year. Like, Try a Zumba class. Do something new and different and fun that brings some joy into your movement practice for you this holiday session. Your training, your workouts should not feel like a chore this time of year. They should be enhancing your overall happiness and well-being, helping to relieve stress, not add to it. So hope these were helpful for you. Would love to hear from you if they are. And I hope to see some of you um, tagging me in 100 swings a day for the holiday. Um, we'll have some fun with that. And I will talk to you soon. All right. Have a great day, everybody. This has been an episode of the Strong and Simple podcast. If you'd like to learn more about any of the topics we've discussed or about any of our guests, please make sure that you visit us on Instagram at Strong and Simple Podcast. And if there's ever any topics, questions, concerns, anything that you would like to suggest to us, please feel free to email us at Strong and Simple Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. content of this podcast represents the views and opinions of Michelle Farrell, Marissa Zabo, and their guests, and is not intended to be individualized advice or recommendations. Nothing in this episode is to be construed as medical advice or to substitute for individualized fitness or nutrition advice. Always consult with the appropriate professional for your own needs. We, Michelle Farrell and Marissa Zabo of the Strong and Simple Podcast, reside on Pawtucket land. 
We acknowledge the land and the Pawtucket people, as well as the land and the people of the many native nations of whom the land belongs, to respect and honor them and their land, as well as to be mindful of the harm colonialism has and continues to do on the indigenous people of the United States and the world. This land acknowledgement is our commitment to support indigenous peoples and their voices in the struggle against systemic oppression and for human rights, as well as to push against the canceling and erasure of their history, their stories, their culture, and their present. We encourage you to visit native-land.ca to discover whose land you are residing on, as well as ways to support indigenous folks.